guys welcome back to needles hooks and dirty looks podcast i'm Brittany. i'm sarah and this is season two episode 24 gifted creations versus gifting whips <laughs> um, this is a good one because so we stumbled across this topic for this week based on some conversations we have had recently and i will just say i am intrigued so there is a th- a general consensus of people, women, I'm going to say women, who think that because you are a crocheter or a knitter, um, that they can gift you a work in progress for you to finish. And it's, yeah, I get that there's a lot of like sentimental, a lot of times I think associated with this kind of scenario. It's usually like, somebody made this or somebody was making this maybe they passed away Uh, last week it was I started a project when I was pregnant with my child who is now in college and I should just give that to you I bet you could figure out the stitches to get it finished uh newsflash I have several whips of my own that I won't like I I don't know like is there is this a historical thing did people used to do this for people like on the whim i i don't know like i don't it's so bizarre to me i would never say sarah i see you working with that yarn over there and i raise you this half finished scarf from three years ago you want to finish that for me here's some of the problems that i have also scenario is a lot of times they're not just giving it to you as something like they don't want to have around because you know whoever was working on it before um maybe isn't working on it now or can't for whatever reason but a lot of times they give it to you for you to finish it not for you to keep but because they want it back like they just want the finished project (laughs) and a lot of times too like depending on how old the project is the yarn has been discontinued or the colorway has been discontinued because a lot of the times they're or it's like a seasonal thing too 40 years old right yeah yeah no someone pay you for that like just as your time or i have been paid before projects or somebody maybe got a little in over their head um I feel that in my soul. But it's only been, it's not a regular thing because I don't usually accept things like that unless I really know the person and I know that they're like an, or, um, I don't know, would be appreciative of it. But like, I don't want it to be expected by people because like, yeah, I have my own things I work on too. Right. It's just, it's very bizarre. And I guess because I'm still semi- new-ish to and I need the pattern like you can't just give it to me and expect me to figure out what it is I need the original pattern and to know where you left off uh gently because I was like oh man clearly she has more more confidence in my skill set than I have you know what I mean um which is flattering so I just gently declined it and saying Oh my goodness, maybe you misunderstood. I am still very new myself and <laughs> probably figure out that pattern faster than I ever could. Uh, 
and she was very you know nice about it like oh okay well you know whatever but like I felt bad but then it got me thinking like is this an ex expected thing like did I miss the memo I don't know well and I'm sure it's not isolated to just knitting and crochet there are people out there who maybe started a sewing project or um a painting project I don't know latch hook it's just like, you know, I'm over it. I'm tired of seeing it. Maybe someone can get it finished quicker for me and give it back to me. And depending on what it is, I consider it. But I'm definitely charging for it. Like, I'm, it's not a charity. Right, right. And that's, I don't know. It's so. And you're not doing me a favor by giving it to me either. As if I have nothing else to work on. Like, here, she'll, she'll appreciate me giving her something to do for a couple days <laughs> while she does this for me. Her own um that's that's just kind of how I was feeling too and I guess I haven't been presented that scenario much because I am still such a new knitter that you know I I don't know it was just it was awkward and I'm not good with awkward we all know that um so I don't know I just wasn't sure if it's like I said like a common thing or not uh glad to hear that maybe it's it was, it's not hopefully people can get the memo and stop assuming everybody wants to finish your project again i've i mean if i were to count right now it wouldn't be good i don't know 10 projects that are in the throes of trajectory here yeah and uh, personally if it was something that was half finished situation where say it was a grandma or somebody who was making it and didn't get a chance to finish it that is something that i would Probably put maybe like in a shadow box still with their knitting needles or what have you in it, but leave it like where it left off as like a keepsake. But I don't think that I would ask somebody to finish it for me. I, um, I just, I don't know. Unless it was someone like, like, okay, you, if my mom was a crocheter when she died and had a finished project and I knew that you too were a crocheter, I might ask you in that circumstance because you know me, you know my mom, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like that's a little different. I guess it's also different to me when it's like, hey, complete stranger from work. I know I've only talked to you twice, but you want this Afghan my great-grandma's grandma was working on? Like, I, I don't know. I never know what to think of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess each situation is different, but it's just, just very odd. Um, but... So we, you know, gift giving, uh, as far as it whips, I gift giving is fantastic. And I know people are going to hate on me for saying this because it's mid July, but if you're a crafter, mid July is approaching, get ready for the holiday season. Yeah. Because anything, you know, if we're making anything time consuming, um, if you're slow like me, it's go time. This is it. This is our prime right here. Because if not, yeah. we're going to run out of time. Um, I know we've been working on a lot of different festival items and such. Do you have any, like, gifts, uh, gifts of plenty, gifts that are your go-to? I know I know the little stuffed animal guys aren't your fave. I know we've talked about mm -hmm. <laughs> No, ma'am. <laughs> I will say, you made my kids probably, like shoot let's spend some time oh eight years ago and mm -hmm. of all the stuffed animals they both still have them and 
Gatlin, because he's my little hoarder, is almost a little sentimental about it. Like, well, where's my Sarah bear? Oh, <laughs> over here. It's over here. But um, it's it's pretty funny. So although I know it's not your fave, they are greatly appreciated. I maybe that'll be my 2023 New Year's resolution. Maybe I look for some easy amigurumi patterns to start with and maybe try to have a, an appreciation for them. Maybe I just haven't been using the right ones or doing the right ones or complicating it too much. I, I don't know. Uh, they're so cute, man. The little faces that you can put on them. Yeah. And that's my thing. Like, I hate sewing together pieces. That's probably my problem with them because you got to sew on ears and you got to sew on arms and you got to sew on legs and you got to sew on eyeballs and you got to sew on a nose I'm just like I'm over it like I don't want to I feel that I just this evening may or may not have engaged in a game of yarn chicken Mm -hmm. never again will I play that game oh we'll see about that I don't enjoy it (laughs) well okay so uh, in follow up last week Sarah and I went on Saturday. We registered our projects for our county fair. So this Friday we go to drop off our projects, which you better believe Brittany may or may not have bit off a little more than she could chew. Uh, So I've been working on this 10 stitch blanket forever, but it's like one of those, again, one of those whips that has just been hanging around when I don't have anything else to work on. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll work on it. Whatever. Well, got a little overzealous here entering the fair. And I went ahead and decided that I would knock it out and do a baby afghan out of the 10-stitch blanket, which is wonderful. I had bought, like, a 12-pack of yarn skeins, like, a year ago. But nonetheless, plenty of yarn. Get to this last row today, and I'm like, oh, man, that's really looking like it is going to be close to the end of that skein. Um... And so I feverishly after dinner worked on it and it just kept that ball just kept getting smaller as I worked toward the end. And I sent Sarah a picture earlier and was like, man, I just don't know if I'm going to make it or not. It is awfully, awfully close. And I made it with like, oh, good. Ooh, barely, barely enough to spare here. Uh, So I just casted it off and weaved in my ends as we started our call here. So now all of. My fair projects are completed, um, which is pretty nice. nice. Oh, I forgot how much I love your scarves with the button. Oh, I just, um, I put that, um, in a bag and I, I washed my blanket and put that into a bag and went ahead and put it in my car so that I don't forget. Like, it's already in there. It's already ready to go. The way this 10 stitch is, it doesn't lay super flat because the mitered corners kind of make it wonky. Should I block it? I will try washing it first because washing it will soften up that yarn and will give it more of a drape. Like, in the washing machine? I'm going to be honest Mm -hmm. with you here. This is a first. A first washing it or a first... A first, a first what? washing I've made because I'm terrified it's going to fall apart. Oh. Washer. oh, it won't fall apart. You've got it. I mean, you've got it tied off, right? Yeah. And I weaved my ends. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, For my stuff, all I do, I just put it in the washing machine on low. Um, water cold is what our um, 
setting is, and I put it on the delicate cycle. You can even put it in a pillowcase if you want and tie it off. Okay, that's a good idea. So it doesn't, you know, get under the agitator or whatever. Toss that in. And then I do dry it right on low um, with a couple of softener sheets. And it just gives it a real nice fluffy drape. Oh, man, that gives me incredible anxiety because what <laughs> if, what if I did right and I open the dryer and there's just a ball of yarn there? I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I have never one time had anything fall apart in the washing machine. Okay. What about like hand wash <laughs> drying it? Okay. So, okay. Well, so maybe you, okay. What about, I've seen people put in a bathtub of maybe some water. And then I've also seen people who wash theirs with conditioner instead of soap. So laundry soap. So I guess you could do that too, but maybe put in like a little bit of bath water with a little bit of conditioner in it to kind of soften it up a bit, let it soak and then dry it. Okay. I might, or I don't, I might not. I'm not sure to be honest. <laughs> well, the yarn is, so not to put last, but Red Heart is just a very itchy, scratchy kind of yarn for me for the most part. I don't like the way that it feels until it's been washed. So I, so I know some people wash the yarn first and I don't do that. But once I'm done with the project, before I do anything with it, before I sell it or show it or anything like that, I give it a good washing first to so just soften it up a bit so that it's a little more... Now, when it peeling, flatten out some of those, like, so for me, if and if you've not seen a ten stitch blanket, look it up. They're they're pretty fun and easy to get going. Except for this project again has been on my needles for so long that like I get to the corners and I'm like, shoot, which way do I turn? Which way do I start this? I don't remember the corner turn. So I was working on it over the weekend actually, and turned a corner in the entire wrong direction. So essentially, this is like a big square spiral, but. Oh. I like it just you keep connecting it along the one edge to itself turn the corner mm -hmm. keep connecting turn the corner just keep just as big as you want it to be um but I turned the corner instead of continuously turning the corner I guess to the right if you will to keep it going around the spiral I had a whole leg hanging off the left that I was like wait wait a minute this doesn't attach to anything something is not right I had to take <laughs> it back and uh it's not good but we got our figured out here so i do feel good about that i feel like it's a good size i'm gonna measure it but i think it should be somewhere around like i don't know 26 by 26 maybe something so close in between a receiving blanket and baby blanket size okay yeah man stay tuned next week to find out if Brittany washes her blanket <laughs> I don't know. you can do it <laughs> Man, I just, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I feel confident in all the stitches. I guess I am less confident at my weaved ends. I mean, worst case scenario, it's knotted off. So even if the ends come out and there's a string, I just got to weave them back in when I'm done, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just, I mean, just make sure it's tied in the washing machine as long as you have it tied off real good. Yeah. Um... As you know, I'm kind of a self-taught knitter here. So in the videos I've watched it about casting off, it's all good and well till you get to the last stitch. 
So I've kind of concocted my own method because, again, I have anxiety about this thing coming apart, not just on this item, but anything I've ever made. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure the official way to cast off that last stitch if we're being serious. But what I do is cut my, long, my yarn tail pretty long. And then when I cast off to where I've just got the one loop left, I take my needle out and then I pull the yarn back through to make like an actual knot knot. Mm -hmm. It's like not coming out of there. And then I will weave in my tail from there. But I always make sure that it's knotted off at that last stitch. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. There's probably a more official way to do that. Because sometimes it looks a little wonky on some stuff. But again, it won't fall apart, I hope. So I would take a wonky looking knot. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I feel comfortable putting in the washing machine. I would maybe definitely look on Pinterest and see how to soften it up in the bathtub like i don't know what the ratio of water to say conditioner or soap or whatever is but i'm sure i'm sure you could find it on there or you might not even put it in just need like a bucket or something yeah i think our washing machine doesn't have an agitator so i'm not really oh, okay i'm just it's an irrational fear i guess and quite frankly I do not recommend a washing machine without an agitator. I don't like it. Jeff and I were talking the other day that we want to get a washing machine that has an agitator again because I feel like I just don't feel like the stuff gets as clean. Yeah. I've never had a washing machine without one, so I guess I don't. It's weird because you just top load. Mm -hmm. So you just cram all this stuff in there and hit the start button. But it's like. I don't know how it gets enough motion. To me, the agitator's like spiraling around, lifting the clothes up and down and moving them. Yeah. That's not in there. I get that it's still spinning and doing its thing. I just don't feel like it's as clean. It's the old school. I feel that's very grandma of me. Like, all oh, those those fancy new washing machines with no agitator. Um, I mean, I get it. If the washing machine costs like two grand, I'm sure it probably does a good job. But I'm old school and I want like a basic... Just a basic washing machine. Mine must be sucking up my socks or something up underneath of the agitator because every time I do a load of laundry, I am missing a sock. <laughs> I, I the thing that was on Shark Tank. The what one that's on Shark Tank? There is a sock thing that was on Shark Tank and it's like a hanger type thing. So you're mm. You use it to put it directly in the washing machine with your socks already paired attached to it. Oh, okay. You put That's it in good the idea. It goes in the dryer. You take them out and there are your already matched up socks. Hmm. Um, That's so good idea. It is. And I don't know. Okay, so I'm not a big Shark Tank person. I just happened to like catch an episode once and this was one of the things that was on it, but... I guess I don't understand, like, because some of the businesses are like, yeah, I'm worth $2.5 million, and my idea is the shiny glitter spoon, and they're like, <laughs> you're already worth $2.4 okay, what's 30%, I'll do 30% of that stake. If I'm already worth $2.4 for my glitter spoon, why am I going on Shark Tank? Well, in most of them, that's probably, like, how much money, too, they have invested into the business and are barely treading water that makes sense but it's always just weird to me because i'm like well it sounds like you've got it figured out without their help so what 
what are we doing? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but I just, uh, the show's Trying okay. to get into the Walmarts, probably. Right, or QVC. <laughs> right. <laughs> really hard to get in, get your products in there. Um, I... Which is crazy stuff on QVC. <laughs> so through a work relationship I n- knew someone that had gotten their products onto QVC. Uh-huh. And it was like 6 months of talking about this going finally because QVC like it wasn't good enough that you could have your dog water bottle they wanted the plastic tested. They wanted it, the proof from the lab that it was tested. Like, they thoroughly vet the products coming into QVC. Well, that's good. Uh, it was. I was quite surprised. But in in what I was doing at the time, I was not real happy because I was like, all right, we've talked about QVC for like six months. What's going on? Let's make mm-hmm. it happen. It's just their process is crazy and long and drawn out. And then, uh, like... It's one of those deals with like a PO and it's got to arrive by a special something or the whole deal. Very specific. Um, but I was quite surprised about, like I said, about how they vet those products. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. uh, Joe Schmo as seen on TV. They want to actually know where did you have the product tested? What were the results? What percentage is this material? Blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah, well, and that's good because you know that what they're selling you is not snake oil and is legit. That's like I, would... I don't know anymore. You just it's it's hard anymore because there are knockoff everything's. Mm-hmm. Um, we watch a show, Jeff and I do, um, How to Catch a Smuggler. Yeah. Oh well, but it amazes me because sometimes they're smuggling in like counter. It Kate Spade bags or one guy. This guy was just episode was smuggling some birds from another country in pill bottles on his person. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy to me, but the knockoff stuff is crazy too. And I guess maybe that's why places like QVC are so diligent in vetting those products. They're not just letting some Joe Schmo knockoff come through the door, right? Um, but it's, and it's, it's so easy for them to get sued if they put their name on something that it is not legit. Yes. Oh, like we were just talking about the day. Um, uh-huh. The Cisco phones? The Cisco phone? Florida. Mm-hmm. Which it still just blows my mind. A billion dollars. I know. It phone. I know. It makes me look around my house and be like, I wonder if that's really legit or if it's just a knockoff. Yeah. Well, and I was watching um, oh, some show a while ago, Eric and I were watching, and it was talking about different counterfeit things that are sold in stores. And years ago, we watched this. I mean, we were dating at the time, so it had to be at least 11, 12 years ago. Um, but it was even, I'm pretty sure they even talked about like Odd Lots or one of those type stores, or maybe like a Dollar General or something like that. Um, where they were selling extension cords that were counterfeit, and they oh, and people's houses were catching on fire because these cords had shorts in them. Oh my god! But you have to think these stores, though, they're also trying to cut. And it's yep. like, what corners are they cutting? 
that the consumer maybe doesn't know. And and like I said, I'm not throwing any one store out there because I honestly don't remember which one it was, but it was one of those like bargain stores, I remember. And um, I mean, how they get away with selling a product at a lower cost is because this is giving me counterfeit. I remember seeing a video probably six months into COVID. Mm hmm. And it was a video of a warehouse floor and they were making masks. I'm sure yeah. everyone has. It was floated all over social media. Yeah. And I don't know what those masks were for or even what country that video was in. But it again just goes to show you never know because those things could be shipped here or to Canada or anywhere else. And nobody knows the conditions that they were made in. Mm-hmm. It's all about health and safety. And these are masks to protect your health and your face and whatever and they're literally like streaming these conveyors masks across the dirty ass floor. Like it was just crazy, crazy. Yeah. To th- I don't know. I guess it goes makes me just want to continue going back to like. I know we've talked about canning our own foods and just growing our own gardens, but man, you just don't know. Well, and have you seen the pharmacies that they've shut down before? Um, you see them a lot, but they're like a lot of times so like a special license to like run a pharmacy out of your house yep and um what did you say sorry an online pharmacy situation well i don't know i would assume so um but they're supposed to get inspected of course and then you go in there or you know they have no actual lab set up or lab area in their house or just filling these like capsules or whatever in their kitchen just regular you know pets and everything else in their house and i'm not hating on anybody with pets in their house i have pets in my house but i don't like fill prescriptions (laughs) well it's like i don't want to say sketchy restaurants because it's not the word i'm looking for it's probably the best food you'll ever have in your life but you know if you're in a city and it's like Come and get your daily hot plate out of Mama June's kitchen. And it's literally like a house that's running a kitchen out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't get it either, to be honest. And it here's what makes me angry. You know damn well that health departments know those things exist. Oh, for sure. Nobody's yeah. up down. Okay. Um, although, on the other hand, probably some of the best food you'll ever have as well. Uh, some of those, man, get you a good taco situation going. Mm. Yeah. One of my favorite shows that I watched one time was called, I think it was, I think it was Underground Inc. But again, I don't know. My, my memory is just not well these days, I think. Um, but they were talking about, um, bootleggers and the whole episode was about people who are bootlegging alcohol um and and moonshine and stuff at their houses and there was this one that they went to and they had these like barrels in their um backyard and i shit you not they opened one of them and there was a dead raccoon in there just floating around and they were like this is why it's so like detrimental for us to crack down on this stuff they're like is there is a dead raccoon in here and i was like oh my god that is- Dead wreck. 
Oh my gosh, that's man the uh, raccoon too. Oh, the- <laughs> I saw this place like I would expect nothing less of this area because it was like just woodsy and I mean. You knew that they were off the beaten path because they knew they weren't supposed to be doing that, of course. I don't know anybody who's doing that and doesn't know that it's illegal. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they just opened a barrel and here's this dead raccoon in it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> he was all get out before he died. Right. <laughs> well, and hopefully the alcohol at least in it killed any kind of bacteria or whatever that was in it. But still, you don't like my goodness. That's yeah, that's crazy. There's a uh there's a taco school bus that sits uh out in front of our Walmart. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh uh-uh. it's interesting. I haven't been able to bring myself to try it yet. And I do love a good food truck, but this one just looks Looks like maybe someone might inspect it or should, or I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. they have. I haven't seen a report, but it is it's interesting because they sit it there are they park it right over by the spot where there's no no parking or solicitation, but there's always like seventeen thousand trucks and trailers parked over there. Oh, okay. And yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, smart as all get out. Let me pull my taco truck up to or my taco bus up to all these truck drivers. <laughs> right drive through there because there's definitely signs that are like no parking no solicitation no whatever and then you look and you're like huh really because i see 14 semi trucks parked and i love semi drivers and semi trucks so nobody take me as bashing that my dad was a truck driver love them but these trucks are all literally parked lengthwise across all of the car spots well i think they're allowed to do that because you know eric and i watched those travel shows on youtube we like to live vicariously through these people um but walmart's you can stay overnight for free in walmart parking lots well okay i wonder though if see this technically isn't walmart's parking lot oh because it's down at that other yeah so maybe i don't know maybe walmart owns the whole thing maybe that's it and they're about it and again i don't care like i i mean if you're a truck driver, you got to sleep. I get it. You've also got to reset and do your hours. But for any of the businesses that are on that side, I would be irate. Like, where are my customers supposed to park when it is? Yeah. Park? And it's not just at night that it's like that. It is all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, they might yeah. as well just put, like, a fly and J right in there, and then it would make sense. Uh, But there's not. Yeah. Um. Does your Walmart have the new stupid entry and exit situation happening with automatic gates? No. Have you been into our Walmart lately? No. Walmart in probably like two and a half years. (laughs) Make that happen here in town because they have installed these gates that when you walk in, like I'll give the pharmacy side as an example. When you walk into the pharmacy side... There are automatic opening gates as if you're riding a subway train and you got to go through a gate. Or your cattle. (laughs) Or your (laughs) or sheep, per se. Um, (laughs) Or you can go in. But now the only path outward from Walmart is through the self-checkouts in the center. So it doesn't matter if you walk into the pharmacy, you buy your pharmacy prescription, and you would like to leave the pharmacy. 
you're going to then go back through the entire store to the center of the store, walk all the way through the self-checkouts. It's the only way out. Unless you're my husband who just goes backwards through the gates that are considered an emergency exit only. He didn't realize it until the other day. He's like, why is it every time I go to Walmart, those things beep at me? It says emergency. <laughs> I'm just not sure. I'm like, because you're not supposed to go out that way. Um, but it's a super cluster uh, that they've got going on there. And you just can't walk out in the same direction you came in. Is it, were they having a theft problem? Is that why? Because they want you to have to walk through like the no, checkout I, area? It's more of a laziness. They are having a physical teller shortage and went to only self-checkouts. Oh. So there are like a ton of self-checkouts now and that's it. There's not uh, self-checkout. That's it. Oh, um, weird. Well, I got a little irate. I felt. I felt a little Karen-ish the other day, but I was mad. It was like a Saturday morning. It was like 7.30 in the morning. And they did not have all of the self-checkouts open. So there is a line of people building at self-checkout because they didn't have them all open. Oh, my and goodness. At 7.30 in the morning when a lot of people do grocery shopping. And it's not like I'm asking you to provide additional tellers. Turn the freaking machine on and let me check myself out. I don't understand. Right. Well, I kind of hint around to the lady in my passive aggressive demeanor and say something like, so do you know when they're going to turn these ones on? And she says, oh, I don't know. I'm not even supposed to be working down here. <laughs> I said, okay. Oh, well, I didn't ask where you're supposed to be working because it's not relevant, but I'm just trying to figure out why we got a line of self checkouts, whole bunch of them here, not turned on. I'm not sure. Um, and then I was like, Brittany, that was pretty bitchy. You shouldn't, why? Just wait in line and be quiet. What is the problem? I just get frustrated. If you're going to make me check myself out, at least allow me to check myself out. So I went to Burke's outlet over the weekend oh, okay. and got a purse. But let me tell you about their aggressive um, recording. So this lady who was leaving the store. Eric and I were in there just looking around and shopping. Um, they left one of those security tags, something that she bought and it starts beeping as she's leaving. And then the recording comes across there and says something to the effect of, um, please return to the cashier. It seems one of our team members failed to remove a security tag. Oh, no. <laughs> that in the store and it was just the craziest thing so the lady like goes back up to the thing but I'm like that is the most aggressive like recording I have ever heard um hilarious I've got to tell you this hilarious that you said you went to Burke's because I just had to go back while we were talking and look at the message I was so confused last week when I asked about your purse I really like it it's really pretty colors and I asked where you got it uh, your phone auto-corrected it. Oh, what did it say? Buried. Buried? <laughs> a store in Wilmington that's called Buried, B-U-R-I-E-D. Like, I was trying to look up and trying to figure out what I was missing out on, but I didn't want to sound stupid, so I'm like, oh, that's buried. <laughs> no, it's Burke's outlet. <laughs> so, so, open out the cemeteries these days for her new purses. Well, and you know, I'm so tired of autocorrects because it never autocorrects anything you're trying to say. I tried to something um, 
regarding spaghetti in our house um, today. And it tried to <laughs> autocorrect me to Dow Ghetto. Like the Dow Jones and Ghetto. And I was like, what in the world is spaghetti? Oh, oh, <laughs> we're prepared for the rest of our lives for me to answer questions to you like we're having Dow Ghetto and meatballs. <laughs> we're from now on, vegetarian or anything at all, Dow <laughs> what you're getting it's happening i was like i've never texted those two words ever i've never texted dow anything and it was capitalized too like the dow jones so like obviously somebody uses that word probably quite a bit but um yeah dow space ghetto none of those words i've ever why would my phone think that's what i meant i get very angry because my iphone corrects words that are already correct like Mm-hmm. Live love. I'm going to live in Chesapeake, and it will literally send out. I'm going to love Chesapeake, and I'm like, maybe I will. I don't know, but it's not the word I was trying to use. But there are sometimes, and I I know it's done this to you, so you can totally appreciate this. But I will type the word like like that. I will say, live. I mm-hmm. live here, and it'll say I love here. So then I'll type just the word live and hit send, and it'll send love. And then I type the word live in all capital letters and it will send the word love in all capital <laughs> And there's points that I'm just like, forget it. You know what I'm trying to say. Like, I just, I'm done. I'm done. Thanks, I. Uh, hilarious. Smartphones are, man. I just need that autocorrect. Get on board. Because I'll assure you, ducking is never a word that no. will ever exist in my vocabulary. Yet for some reason, uh, the Apple iPhone here still thinks it does. Right. <laughs> I'm just not. Um, so for next week's episode, everyone, uh, we will, oh, sorry, I was also, I, I'm sorry, slightly distracted because we were advised to leave our work computers on today, which is not the norm, and it's been with eyeshot range, so I can, I keep being like, oh no, that's another email, let me just go look at it real fast and see what it is, but, um, yeah, I don't know about the update here that we're getting on that, I'm Having to leave this thing on like this is going to. Drive- I've been sitting here waiting for the phone to ring the whole this podcast. <laughs> I it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, I went through earlier and just read a couple of emails because they were just staring me in the face. Actually, I had to get up a little bit ago and just turn the whole computer all the way around the other way so I can't even see the screen because it is. It's just sitting right there, right there. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't want to do it. Uh, I do not. So stay tuned to next week. We will be back. We will have updates. We should know if we placed or did anything in the fair by then, right? Because if we drop off Friday. Yeah, Monday, I think, is the first day. Oh, my God. So exciting. We could probably go. We should. We absolutely should. So. They said judging was at three. So. Because remember, she she was like, judging's at three. So is that an invitation? (laughs) I feel like it is. Here we go for judging because, I don't know, it sounded like it was. I feel like next year you should maybe also find something to bake and enter it because they were pretty hardcore on wanting us to enter food. They were. Can we interest you ladies in some pie competition? I'm thinking about running for fair board next year, so I don't know if I can enter anything next year. If not, I'm going to send it to you. Did I look up what? Okay, when we are done, or anybody else that Mm -hmm. would just like a good little laugh, please go to Facebook and type in Linda Skeens. Oh, 
No, I hadn't. I okay. I got to do that. No, I had not done that yet. Type the word Virginia, and I'm I'm sure it'll come up because everybody's been floating it all around Facebook. But this lady just cleans house at the fair where she is located, and literally took first, second, and third, and like seventy-two categories: all the cooking, all the sewing, all the everything categories. But people are losing it, and just the comments are hilarious on some of the posts. And my ultimate favorite was, it was Ricky Bobby, and it said, if you ain't first, second, or third, you ain't Linda Skeens. And I was like, oh my gosh, these people. So hopefully we come out on top of Linda Skeens, and we come back next week to tell you guys that. She wants a show. Martha Stewart's people need to need to get with her. Yes, yes, something, because the internet loved it. I mean, they were eating it up, quite popular. Um, so I don't know. Tune in next week for that. We started our second half of the year on our temperature blankets. You can join mm-hmm. us. Uh, find our Facebook group. It is Needle Dirty Looks Podcast Year Long Stitches On. Uh, we are there. You won't find another group like it because it's a really long name and it's a really fun crowd. So you should find us. Join us there. Um, or you can keep up on our Instagram, our Facebook, our TikTok, our Messenger. It is all the same at Needles Hooks DL. Or, as always, you can email us. It is spelled all the way out, needles, hooks, and dirty looks at gmail.com. Um, and we hope to be just, I don't know, maybe next week, if you tune in, we will have, like, confetti and, like, a Mardi Gras background scene celebrating our grand prize sweeps across both categories. Love it. Uh, wishful thinking, but tune in next week to find out what happens. Yeah. Bye. Bye.